everyone. I'm Kate. And I'm Kimmy. And you're listening to Artwise. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Artwise. Today with me, I have another guest as per usual. Well, not per usual because it's not like the same guest every time. But today I have Kimmy. So if you want to say hi, introduce yourself, talk a little bit about what you do as an artist and what you're here on Artwise to talk about. Yes. Hello. My name is Kimmy. Again, I am an artist that is influenced by psychedelics and street art, which I will get more into later. I'm also an NFT artist and I came on today to talk about NFT, my life as a full-time student and business owner, and all the fun that that brings. Awesome. Okay, so... Everyone that comes on the podcast, I always ask this question first. The first question and the last question remain the same for everyone. The questions in between are, depends on who I'm asking. But the question that I always ask everyone, the first question is, how did you begin your art journey? So was becoming an artist something that you've always wanted to do or like something that you learned about yourself later on? Like, give me like the the full story, start to current start to current middle so yeah um it started when I was very young I was always really really into drawing like before I could talk we my mom and I had this thing because I couldn't I couldn't find the words for what I was talking about because I didn't know them yet because I was like what like two or three I don't know Mm -hmm. when babies start to learn like full words but I was too young to tell her what I was talking about so she gave me a piece of paper and say here try to draw it and then ever since then I fell in love with drawing so I would obviously draw a lot as a kid I have very fond memories of me and my best friend hanging out and we would sit at the table and draw for hours and we would make up all these fun imaginary worlds and all these fun imaginary characters that make absolutely no sense now but are really funny looking back on it and then from there middle school I was always really into it it was something I loved I loved two things sports and art and I remember being very good for my age like I remember like always having really good relationships with the art teachers because I I don't know they must have just seen that like I had a passion for it and that I was good at it so they wanted to probably nurture that but sadly in seventh grade I tried out for volleyball and turns out I was actually like pretty good at volleyball. So then I kind of put art to the side and I was playing volleyball for a really, really long time and fell in love with that. And that was like my passion, my whole life for many, many years. So I was playing volleyball and took that very seriously all through high school. I never really did art. It was pretty much just school and volleyball, school and volleyball all the time. And then I picked up track which I was also doing so it was really just like I didn't have any time to do anything else really yeah it was pretty much only sports and school like practice games like even on the weekends and then like when I did have free time I was so exhausted from just like that cycle of home sports home sports so I never really like did I never had time to do any art so I just Mm -hmm. I never really thought much of it I was like yeah art is something that like I really liked and like that I've been 
better than average at, but never nurtured, which takes me to where I am now. So in high school, I was very good at volleyball and like, not like very, not like D1 good. Like I'm making it sound like I'm like, was the best volleyball. <laughs> I was not like, I was pretty good at it. Like good enough to go play college volleyball. So I went to go play division three volleyball at Augsburg University, where I'm currently a senior at. And I played for two years, you know, I never really like saw much of the court. So then like, I came to a point where I decided like, I don't really feel like it's worth putting in this much effort for like not really playing at all. So I decided that I was going to quit. And like, actually, my freshman year of college, I kind of like started to reconnect with art again, because like when you're in college, it's really serious for a couple of months, but then you have more time in the off season, just like chill and do whatever you want. It's not like you're committed to a club and then you have to like go do all these tournaments all weekend like it would have been in high school. So I went through a pretty bad breakup at the time. So I used art as kind of like a therapy and like just something to help me like get my emotions and my thoughts out on paper. So like I picked up drawing again. I was drawing a lot. Like I was drawing in my free time. And like, again, it wasn't anything like really serious, but it was just something that like gave me comfort and something that I enjoyed doing. So that kind of like helped me get through like that relationship and finding myself again and like finding out like what I liked and like really like who I am as a person. And so then like my friends that I would hang out with in college, like we're all living in the dorms, obviously, like we're all very close, like we're around each other all the time. They like would see what I was drawing and they're like, oh, that looks really cool. Like, I like what you're doing. And I was like, you know, also Minneapolis made shout out to them they inspired me to do like this part of journey. Like they made a a local clothing brand by screen printing their drawings. And I thought that was really, really cool. And it inspired me a lot. So I decided to take my drawings and just start printing them on clothing. And like originally it just started like for myself because like I wanted to wear my drawings and I thought it was cool. And then I figured like, well, if I like them, like, and my friends like them, maybe other people will like them too. So I started like my own little screen printing business with my friend Gage Olick, who is Kirby Gage, he's a rapper, he's really good. And that's what he's doing now. But we started this business together, screen printing clothing. And it was actually like pretty successful, like on campus, like we had a lot of people on campus wearing the clothing that we made. And we didn't like know, like sometimes I'd be walking like in the commons, and I'd see somebody wearing one of our sweatshirts, and I wouldn't know them. I'd be like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, so this is like my first time interacting and like seeing people wearing my art and like at this time I wasn't I was not confident in my art like in my drawing at all but like anyways yes I thought that was really cool but then unfortunately when COVID hit we couldn't get in the print studio anymore so we couldn't really do it so it kind of died there I was a sophomore in college at the time in 2020 when that happened so yeah that was my first business and then as a sophomore I was just bored and like obviously at this point like art was something that was therapeutic for me and just something that I like to do in my free time and so I started customizing my shoes because I had just gotten the Posca paint markers for the first time like these paint markers that I could draw on anything with and it just totally opened the possibilities of what I could do with my art so I just started drawing on myself like drew I drew on my computer I drew on my shoes and other people saw my shoes and they were like oh that's cool can you do this for me too and I was like of course and like I was just doing it for free or for like 10, 15 bucks, like just because I enjoyed doing it. And like, I didn't care about money. And like, 
I ended up like being able to make a little bit of money on the side, which was great as a college student, like, you know, grocery money, gas money, whatever. And so I did that. I was customizing people's shoes for a while and then like taking commissions for that. But like at this point, I wasn't like really in my art career. Like I hadn't really figured it out yet. So I was mm-hmm. taking commissions I didn't like really like to do or weren't in my style I also hadn't found my style yet so I was just getting these commissions I didn't really enjoy doing so I just ended up like stopping the business and I just stopped doing all of that because I didn't really care for it but then after that then I really started to like a couple months later like after drawing consistently every day I was just drawing 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 because I like to draw I finally like found something like I drew something one day that really resonated with me and I felt like was very unique to me. And so I just decided decided to keep following that path. And like, that's how I developed my own style. And then like, I really took that and ran with it when I was a junior in college. And I did this whole painting collection of like these big 36, I think it's 36 by 48 feet or not feet like inches so like three feet by four foot canvases I did a collection of 10 of those oil painting and that's how I got entered into like my first shows and like I at this point I still didn't have confidence as an artist I wasn't really out there I wasn't posting my stuff anywhere I was just kind of like doing it as my own thing that I enjoyed and then I started to post it and I started to like get my paintings accepted into galleries and like I started to gain like confidence in myself as an artist and realizing like oh, what I'm doing is really cool, and, like, I'm really proud of it. Like, I'm really proud of, like, this art that I'm creating. So I did that, and then took my paintings, got it entered, and then now I'm here in my senior year of college. I just did my first mural last week. I just got this deal that I'm not really going to talk about yet because I haven't even released it on my Instagram. But I guess by the time this is posted that will all be out in the open but yeah so like I've kind of just like found my stride as an artist like with my style I feel confident in what I'm doing now I'm doing it full-time as a full-time college student as well like running my business and like doing all these merch drops and like all this stuff and it feels really good like I feel like I finally like found something like my thing that I'm really passionate about and that I care a lot about so yeah that's where I am now (laughs) that's awesome It's crazy, like, to hear everyone's, like, origin stories for art, because, like, everyone has a completely different story. There's a lot of people, like, you know, who continue to do art from pretty much from birth and then never stopped. And But there's, like, a lot of people who, you know, like, took a break to focus on other things. And then there's people who had no idea that they loved art until they were, like, a fully grown adult after they had, like... Mm -hmm you know, wasted years and years going to like medical school or something crazy like that. So it's just like always so interesting to hear like how other other people got started. Because I actually like came into college majoring in science, like wanting to be a physician's assistant. Oh, really? Yeah, which is just like looking at it now is like, why would I ever do that? That makes no sense. But like, then I switched it to graphic design, which is what I'm going to school for, like, as my degree. But, yeah. Oh, cool. So that's what you'll graduate with in uh, – when, when are you graduating? Your new I'm senior graduating year? in early May, so – Nice. Yeah. Very soon. <laughs> graphic design is, like, an underrated degree, let me just say. As a graphic designer, so I'm going to spill some tea right here. 
I have I've been a graphic designer since 2018. I have been in like corporate graphic design, actually worked at a custom t-shirt shop for a year when I first turned 18, like straight out of high school, because I was illustrator, Photoshop certified, and it was an entry-level job that was art related. So I was like, I guess I'll do that while I'm in community college. And like, I, you know, I did like the whole printing shirts, which I, I wish I could still do that. But you know, it did not pay well. So I did like the whole corporate America thing. And like tea, they don't pay enough, nearly enough. But I will say like, if you get a graphic design degree, or even if you like learn, you know, Illustrator, Photoshop, just the basics of graphic design, and you get really good at it, and you get a good portfolio, there are a lot of people who make bank doing freelance graphic design. I will say like you will never have to work for another human being a day in your life if you don't want to <laughs> with a graphic design degree. So that's pretty cool. Do you like graphic design or do you prefer like painting and stuff? Um, I do. I do really like graphic design. I just think like I mean, I definitely like drawing and painting more just because it's like more centered around like what I like to do and my own ideas. And I used to like I used to be pretty good at Illustrator and Photoshop, which is, like, sad that I'm saying this as a senior graphic design major, but, like, I really just haven't used Illustrator or Photoshop really much at all. Like, especially mm -hmm. since I got Procreate on my iPad, like, I just draw anything that I need to draw digitally. And I think I've just had a lot more success doing what I'm doing now versus graphic design. Um. It's, like, had no problem continuing on doing what I'm doing which I'll get into more later <laughs> the problems of that with being in school but I don't have any regrets but yes I will say I do really like graphic design I definitely have an appreciation for it and I wish it was something that I spent more time on I wish I was better at because it is super useful and it's like to me I think it's really really cool and I could nerd out about it forever. But yes, I do. I do like illustration and painting more. And I'll say this to any artist ever. Whatever makes you happy is like what you should be doing. Because like I quite literally like killed my creativity. And like I have like I still struggle with like having creative blocks because I force myself to do like a corporate job in something that I didn't like, you know, like doing like sports apparel is like not my jam. <laughs> and like, I had to force myself to do it still continuously, like having to force myself to do it upwards of like 40, 50 hours a week is like, it, it literally like kills like your, your passion for it. So mm -hmm. like, if what you're doing is working, do that you know what I'm saying like <laughs> don't don't do something like like what I did <laughs> I don't even know how it happened my life is weird well it's just, like, it's just like when you get into that like corporate world where like the expectations are like you need to do this by this time and like work these hours it just like it doesn't really like it's just not an environment that like cultivates creativity and just like, oh yeah it doesn't nurture that like at all not at all. And like, that's another thing too, is just like, it's bad. At the time that I, you know, started working corporate, I'm going to consider the custom t-shirt shop that I worked at as a corporate job because it was the same hours. I mean, it was, it was actually more hours. It was like, oh, wow. it was like nine to six. And then on weekends it was 10 to 
four or something like that. So yes, unbearable. It was horrible. It it was like a lot of hours. So I'm going to consider that also corporate America, even though it really wasn't a corporate job because it was a custom t-shirt shop and it was a small business. So I was one of two employees, but the idea of sitting behind a desk all day for nine, 10 hours a day, making art and then going home, like making art for other people and then going home. That's what that was. And then, you know, the job that I currently have that I just recently, you know, gave my notice and quit that job, you know, was the same. It was corporate America. You know, I sit at a desk all day. I don't get to do much else. I come home and I just like want to die. So like, that's, that's like a whole, whole thing in and of itself is that like, I, at that age, at, you know, 18, fresh out of high school, and then immediately going into like a really corporate job at like a big company, no one had ever told me that there was another option. I had no idea. I didn't know that I could start my own business and I could do freelance and I could charge whatever I want. Nobody tells you that. I had no idea until like this year, I, you know, I saw people like on TikTok doing that. And I was like, you can do that. People do that. Like, I don't know. It just blew my mind. I was like, I got to do that because I hate my life. <laughs> and yeah, you got to do what makes you happy. And that's like why I'm, I'm so glad the great resignation is happening because hmm. people are tired of the corporate bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. As we should. It's horrible. It's and I know people like literally want to like, I remember when I quit too. like, uh, I I won't get into that. Actually, I probably shouldn't say anything about that. It's too specific and personal. (laughs) I get in trouble. But uh, let's just say the reaction when I quit was not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, Oh, sorry to see you go. That sucks. I didn't think it was going to be like, Oh, like, you're really doing this to us. Like, please stay. I didn't think it was going to be like that, but it was. And that's the thing is because everyone's leaving all at once (laughs) and they're probably having trouble hiring people too, because nobody wants to work a job where they have to go into an office. I mean, I I know like a lot of people actually do, but I feel like, I don't know. It's, it's been four years of that for me and I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I I don't, I, I cannot. I hate working on other people's time, like, when I have to. Yeah. I just, I can't. I can't. I just couldn't do it. How does that work for, like, school with you, like, working on other people's time? Is it, like, is the school experience that you've had different, or Um, I don't know. I mean, you, COVID happened right when you were, like, in the middle of your degree, so, like, how did, how did that change things? (laughs) Yeah. So, COVID hit in the middle of my sophomore year in college, and... You know, at first, like, I was sad because, like, I was, like, I miss my classmates and, like, I miss people, but I kind of, like, capitalized on that opportunity and just started my business and, like, getting that Mm -hmm. off the ground, like, while I'm at home. And because classes were online, it was super easy to do that because, like, I don't have to go drive anywhere. Like, I just wake up, turn on my computer, and I'm in class. So, like, that gave me the opportunity to work and do other things like while being in class and like granted I probably couldn't really tell you like anything that I learned from my junior year because I wasn't paying attention because I was like working on all these other things for my business while being in class and like still getting the credit for being in class because I turned on my computer and I was there so like you know but yeah I've done the same yeah it was really nice like just like having the time and space to still like 
be in class, but also literally getting to build my business. Like I learned how to build a website. I learned how to ship materials and like how much that costs. Like I t- just taught myself all these skills that I needed to know for running a business and like just starting all that, like making all this content and stuff too. And just like, that's when I really started posting on Instagram, like consistently and making TikToks and like all this stuff. So yeah, it was like really nice. But now that I'm back in school, it is definitely a challenge. I definitely get in trouble with my teachers for not showing up to class enough because like I'm so busy working on my own business, like outside of school that like I don't always have the time to go drive to school, sit there for three hours and just like do that. So like, and it it's really hard, especially like right now in my classes, like I'm supposed to be the leader of like the, of the projects and like helping my classmates like do these projects. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not there really like at all. And it's like, my teacher had to pull me aside in my other class the other day. Cause she was like, if you miss any more classes, like you're not going to be able to graduate. And which is hard because it's like, I have this business that I'm building that's really important to me. And I'm putting in all this time and effort to like, bring this to life. And it's going really well, like it's being successful. (laughs) And so I'm getting all these opportunities that require me to not be in school. And so I'm missing more school. And then they're like, but you're not going to graduate if you don't come. But I'm like, I'm building this business that is like, the point of going to school yeah so like, i was just gonna say like the whole point of going to college is to be like you know to like be able to make money and be successful if you're already doing that then it's like and it's yeah. like in the thing that you're going to school for too so it's like i mean not exactly but like i feel like they should give you more credit for that yeah um, i think it's a challenge for my teachers too i don't know like if they've had other students in my position and like i'm not trying to put myself up on this pedestal and being like oh i'm like so good at this but it's just like i've managed to work full time and like make a living for myself outside of school and i think like for the most part they are really supportive because it's like that's the point of school like they're, this is what they're they're trying to teach you how to do is like how to be a successful artist like when you graduate mm-hmm. and I think like I just found that earlier on and it's just like taken off faster than I've expected so yeah good I problems mean, to have though I mean because once you know once you're done with school then it's like you can really focus on your business yeah I will say, though, it is, like, having school is definitely, like, really good structure for me when I do go. And, like, I mean, when I do go, I'm pretty much just working in class, like, on commissions and other stuff. Anyway, I'm not really, like, actually doing the class stuff. So that, yeah, that's another problem I've gotten in trouble with. But I don't know. I think it's hard for them because they see me and they're, like, you're doing what we're asking you, like, what the goal is for you after you graduate. But it's also, like, we need you to show up to class and like be present and like doing what we're doing instead of like working on your work stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I'm basically doing the bare minimum at school and running my business full time outside of that. So it is a challenge for sure. Managing both like having to go into class and actually be there. Cause when I was online, it wasn't a problem, but it's a challenge. Only one month left though. And then hopefully like if I haven't missed enough classes, like I'll still graduate, but (laughs) 
Yeah, I uh, I worked full time and was in school full time for my associate's degree. And then after I finished that degree, I was just like, this feels like a waste of time <laughs> for me personally, not for everyone. But mm-hmm. uh, which like leads me into my next question is like, how do you think that school has helped you in your career as an artist? Like I'm talking like coursework. How has it helped you in your career? Has has it like influenced your art and like your business in a, in a positive way? Or do you think you really like, I could have just taught myself this and not even gone to school. Like, how do you, how, like, what is your relationship with that? Yeah. So at Augsburg, it's really unique because the design program that we have there when you're a graphic design major is like, basically once you're like a sophomore or junior, you start in this program, which is the called Augsburg Design and Agency, which is, it's a really great program, in my opinion. So instead of like doing classwork, you're actually working with your classmates and like real clients on projects together. And like you're building logos and like branding packages and like all the stuff that they need for like their real world business. And like our teachers basically act as mentors throughout the program. So like, by the time you graduate from this program, you've already worked with real clients like actually making stuff for them and like you do client meetings like they come in like these real people come in like you actually sit down with them and have client meetings with them and do all that like while you're in school so yeah this is yeah so I think that's pretty unique I don't think like many other schools do that from my understanding but that has definitely helped me a lot and my professors, Dan and Chris are very very supportive of like what I'm doing outside of class and they help guide me like they teach me like how to do contracts like how to like price your work and like how to just put all that together like for professional clients and just like they literally just teach you like how to be a professional which is like been super helpful because I wouldn't like they're a huge reason like why I am successful at what I'm doing now because they've taught me those skills like they teach you like basically how not to get fucked over by clients. <laughs> yeah. and I mean like the client meeting and stuff too like I've just I've learned a lot from like looking at them and just observing like them being professionals and like how they go about their jobs and all of that so I would say it's really helpful but before I was in that program like doing whatever I was doing like not helpful at all I would say like mm. because I was a like a bio major basically oh yeah (laughs) yeah so like taking exams and sitting in class is not not my thing at all I didn't do well in those classes so but yeah the design agency program is really great and they're really good at connecting you with like these opportunities outside of class like they're very open like opening up the classroom for you and like letting you use the materials like the print room like, I can make my prints there and then, like, the print studio, which is, like, screen printing and stuff. So I, like, heard my business like that. And so, like, they're very, very supportive of anything that you're doing outside of class. As far as in-class goes, I don't really engage as much as I should be, but for my business reasons. Yeah, no, I honestly, I'm I'm totally with you. I feel like if you're doing, like, what you're going to school for, I mean, it sucks, too, because you do want to get the degree, especially after putting four years of work into mm-hmm. getting a degree. You definitely want to, like, come out of it with a degree, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you are doing exactly what they're asking you to do, <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm doing enough. I'm doing enough to get my degree. So I actually have like some more questions about your business. So I just kind of want to know like what your business is comprised of and like how, how you've modeled your business and maybe like if there's any artists who kind of inspired you when it comes to like running your business the way that you do. Yeah. So yeah, I would say like two big inspirations as far as like running my business goes are 1000 and Marcus Alvarado. They've definitely inspired me to just like take my own path and just be okay with what happens and having faith in myself because they're both like they're doing great. Like, wow, their art really, really inspires me and they're definitely like on top of it. So, yeah, as far as business goes, huge inspirations. And then what was your other question before that? Oh, just how, geez, (laughs) how how you modeled your business, like. What, like, what your business is comprised of and, like, the way that you've modeled it, if there's, like, a, a reason, like, how you've modeled it and if there's a reason that you've done it that way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my business, I just really wanted it to be, like, about me and my art and, like, just spreading love and positivity to other people, like, whoever can get anything out of it. But it was really, like, just a way for me to do what makes me happy and like do it in a way like that I can still like pay my bills and live off of what I'm doing Mm -hmm. um of course like any business started I wasn't really like making a lot of money it was more just like focused on building and like doing like what I need to do to build up my business so like I started just like posting on Instagram, like posting just stuff that I'm working on, posting my paintings, like just stuff like that. And then at first I was taking no commission. So I was not like interested in doing any of that. Didn't want to do that. So I designed like my own merch and like put that out and like was selling my prints and like skateboards and tapestries, stickers, like all of that. And then I dropped that like almost a year ago and that went that went pretty well so I kind of like tried that route but and I sell prints here and there but since then this year I've started focusing more on commissions and like most of that is digital work so like I do besides like my own personal work I do like a lot of digital like drawings for people who need stuff for like their brand like I work with a lot of small businesses in Minneapolis, just like for their clothing brands or just promotional stuff, like whatever they need it for, which I really, really like. Like, so that's like combining my graphic design with my drawing, mm-hmm. which has been really fun. And that's how I make 90% of my money, I would say. So that has like allowed me to keep my business going and keep me alive. But yeah, it's pretty much just like about me and my art. And then like, if you need some graphics done, hit me up. I'll do that, of course. I love to do that. Then, like, once since I've been in school, it's been like I've been doing stuff related to that. So, like, that was what the mural was for. That was my final senior project. And then after I graduate, I'm just gonna keep doing that and just see where it takes me. Just keep the snowball rolling. But yeah, I do have plans of like uh, I have this project that I want to do before I graduate. It's basically just taking like clothing that I've thrifted or just clothing that I already have and like screen printing on it or drawing on it and then selling it like that just as like very unique one-of-one stuff 
I'm not really into seeing from other companies and like having them print my stuff because that's what I did like before and it was cool. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I would just prefer to do it in like a more like a way that allows me to like really put myself out there like with the clothing, like physically making it by hand with screen printing and drawing on it. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to see how that goes and then keep working with small businesses and doing all that, making graphics for them because I really enjoy that too. But yeah, I guess we'll just see where it goes. It's evolving every day, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I've, I feel like that's like, I've talked to a lot of people who have their own businesses. I'm like in a couple of like little like creative, like entrepreneurship group things and like I've talked to just a lot of people not just artists but like people in general who have their own business and like everyone has said that's the best way to do it is to just whatever you want to do like whatever you feel called to do is like probably the right thing to do (laughs) and it's gonna evolve and change as you go so yeah 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 that's basically what I've been doing because it changes with the seasons pretty much like what I want to do and I'm just trusting that and following that and I know it will take me where I'm supposed to go so just having faith in that I think so it's actually pretty perfect because we're at like about the halfway point into the episode so how did you get into creating nfts yeah so okay here's a fun story he's I knew nothing about nfts before September so like a guy that I went to high school with reached out to me and asked if I wanted to do art for an NFT project. And I was like, what is an NFT? I don't know what that means. I have no idea. Like, and he was basically trying to like break it down to me and explain to me like how all of it works and what he wants me to do. And it was still really confusing after that, because I feel like, like when you try to explain NFTs to somebody that has never heard of an NFT, it's like a very foreign subject that is hard to grasp. And, like, I still really didn't understand what an NFT, like, really was until, like, a couple months ago. So, basically, and he, this guy that reached out to me is very, very involved in the NFT community now. He's doing, like, a lot of great stuff. Just, like, he's well-known on TikTok for his NFT content. And, yeah, he's Mm -hmm. doing really great things now. And I've, like, kind of seen that progression since he's asked me to work on this project. So, we never ended up releasing that project, but that did get me connected with the founder of the project that I'm working on now. So right now I'm working on this project called Alpha Droids and the founder is Mark, who I met from this other guy that asked me to do the other project. And so then like through there, I've gotten to know a lot more about NFTs, but yes, basically just like this very random connection from high school. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's crazy. (laughs) So for those of you listening, if you are still confused or don't know what an NFT is, there's actually three. Yeah, three episodes before this that have come out before this. During season two, I think Riley Armand is one of them. E from Femtrails NFTs is another one. And then there is Decentralized Future. Her name is Nicole Tay. So their episodes are all really like informative about what an NFT is. If you guys are still confused, those are super informative. And it's they're also like... The information is accurate, too, because there's a lot of misinformation spread about NFTs and and a lot of propaganda and a lot of hate in that area. But they do a really good job of like from a neutral standpoint being like, this is what it is. 
is it bad or good? You know, all that. So if you don't know what it is and you're interested in learning more, check out those episodes. But yeah, I just wanted to, that's like crazy that you have someone from high school, like just come and be like, Hey, you do art. Can you make an NFT for me? Yeah, no, literally, that's like exactly how it was. Cause like he saw that I did art like from high school. Like we just had been following each other because of high school. And like, he just liked my art and was like, well, I'm really into NFTs. So like, would you be interested in like putting a project together? And wow. yeah, I think it's like, I think now looking back on it, it's good that like, that project never came to fruition. Like knowing more about what NFTs are now and just like mm-hmm. what a valuable project is and like how to go about that. And like really just like wanting to give the best to your community so I'm glad that yeah. it didn't happen then, knowing what I know now. Yeah. Like, super random, though. Yeah, no. Based, based on what you said, I'm guessing, like, you're, you are working as an artist for someone else's project in their collection. Is that right? Yeah. It's so, like, you, you don't make, like, your own collection. Because I know some artists, like, they have, like, their own collections that they do just as independent artists, and they try to sell their art that way. I've never, I've well, I've never really gotten, I, I love NFTs. I will always forever be an advocate for NFTs. Whenever I see like my mutuals who make NFTs getting hate, it makes me so mad because it's like, just learn what it is and you will not feel yeah, this way. I promise. People that hate about NFTs don't <laughs> even really like understand what an NFT is or like how exactly. it's like, maybe do some research first. Exactly. It's like before you hate on somebody that's doing something like, at least try to understand what it is first. That's all I ask of people because I, you know, I have like a pretty tight knit little like community on TikTok, just like just from doing this podcast alone of like just artists that I really like. And it's really disappointing to like have like a mutual come up on your for you page and they're hating on someone who's making NFTs and they're like, you're destroying the environment. You're doing this, you're doing that. And it's all not true. And it's like, oh man, I wish I could just like inform you but it's like another thing that sucks about it is a lot of people that are you know spreading that you know hate and negativity and propaganda they don't understand what they are for a reason and it's because like they don't want to understand because if they wanted to understand they would do the research from like the reliable sources and they would know like oh actually to mint an nft it takes as much energy as two google searches and Mm -hmm it's really not that bad (laughs) in the grand scheme of like comparing it to other things. And actually like you commenting on this video, all angry probably takes more energy (laughs) than minting an NFT. So it's like a whole mess, but NFTs have really changed a lot of people's lives. Like, yes, these have put a lot of people that don't come from wealth or like really have anything like that are just barely surviving it's giving them an opportunity to like have money to like build themselves and build like exactly they want to do for themselves so it's helping a lot of people which i think exactly yes exactly it it really and that's like a thing too i've heard people argue the opposite like oh you have to be like a white man to make money nfts and it's like anyone can do it dude no one is stopping you from making nfts why are you like why are you hating on people like you know and that's the thing too space are anonymous anyway so like 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I follow a couple of people who found a lot of success in the NFT community and the Web3 community as well. Like I said, Nicole Tay, Decentralized Future, her account is really amazing. She talks a lot a lot about, you know, how it's a really good opportunity for people who come from poverty to actually like make a lot of money, you know, and it's it's not easy either. That's another thing people are like, it's a scam. Like there's no way you can make, you know, that much money that easily. It's not easy. You have to build a whole community. Mm -hmm. There has to be utility. It can't just be art because it's not just art. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't talk about that either. It's like they think it's just like, oh, you're buying a JPEG. No, like you're buying the utility and like the stuff that comes with it. And a good project will have a lot of stuff that comes with it and it'll be like worth it to spend that amount of money but yeah so that that being yeah that is something that blows my mind is like people are really out here saying like oh nfts are so easy no they have you have you tried it obviously not it's not easy (laughs) we've been putting this project and working on it since november and like we have put in hours and hours and hours and we're still like not like it's it's a never-ending project like you release it but then it's like you you're still wanting to like give more to your community afterwards so it's like this is a big commitment that you make when you're doing an nft project like this it's not just like oh i'm gonna do a couple drawings and sell them and then just make like five hundred thousand dollars like no no (laughs) people will not drop that kind of money on on an NFT that doesn't have like any sort of like utility or anything yeah. ever. But but that being said, what what did you consider before joining the NFT community? Because I know it was kind of like out of the blue, somebody asked you about it. And then that's when you started, mm-hmm. you know, learning about it. But like, what kind of research did you do beforehand to prepare yourself? Because there is a lot of misinformation and a lot of propaganda and a lot of hate, most of which conspiracy not really a conspiracy i think it's kind of obvious but i feel like like government and like big banks definitely don't want us getting into nfts and cryptocurrency because it it quite obviously takes money out of fiat currency which Mm -hmm. is a problem for them so i feel like it's pretty obvious why that propaganda is around but like Mm -hmm. what what did you personally like consider and like what kind of research did you do to be like oh is this really bad before i do it like yeah yeah what was your experience with that I think I got really lucky because I was accepted into a community that like, like I, because now like looking back on it, I know a lot more than I did like a couple months ago when I started doing it. And I think like I should have done more research and I did do some research, but I feel like NFTs is just like a very like hard thing to understand on your own. You're like doing a lot of research and Mm -hmm. So I basically just really tried to like involve myself through Twitter and just like joining communities that are reputable and like following along and learning through that, which is how I learned like a lot of stuff just by like being involved in communities and like learning from other people. So like, I think I was very lucky to be asked to join this project on Alpha Droids because the community, like I genuinely like trust them and I know like they're not going to fuck me over, which like it could have easily gone the other way of being like they're approaching me and they would just want to like take advantage of me and just like make a quick buck and say like, all right, see ya. But yeah, thankfully like that's not what happened. And they have really like taken me in and taught me a lot about like the community and what it means to like be successful and like how to like have a successful NFT project and like give back to your 
community that's investing in you and all this stuff. I could talk about it for a long time. But yeah, I think just like the communities that I've been in in the NFT space have really like guided me and taught me a lot and just like for the right reasons, like wanting to be in it for the right reasons. Like we're no always here just to make money. Like we care about what we're doing. We care about the projects that we're putting out there. So yeah, I think I was just very lucky to like have found a community early on that like I can trust and that is in it for the right reasons. Yeah, that's one thing that I will say. So like I said, I haven't And it's so funny because I, you know, I posted about wanting, you know, different kinds of artists on this podcast. And I just had a little list on like a TikTok. I didn't even mention it verbally, but like just putting NFT artists in that list got a lot of people pretty angry at me. And then people started thinking like I I was an NFT artist. And like, while like, yeah, I actually like I've done a lot of research. And sometimes, you know, if there's nothing else going on, I'll hop in like a Twitter space and I'll be like, hey. This is cool. I like this. It's a nice little group of people. That everyone's yeah, the good, like so the good people that are in NFT community spaces are really good people. Yeah, they're all super nice. They're kind. They're willing to like inform people. And that's what's so frustrating is like you see these people who are so angry and like, oh my gosh, you're destroying the environment. You're scamming people. You're scamming artists. You're stealing art from others. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. Yeah, like, hang on. People scam people, not <laughs> just NFT artists. Let's get that clear. You're gonna, there's gonna be scams no matter what part of of anything you like literally remember when like web two because like people refer to nfts as like web three because like web one is like aol and like oh my god like mom get off the phone i'm trying to use the computer that's like web one and then like web two is like social media era like facebook twitter all that stuff and then the web three is like the nfts and the blockchain and like DAOs and like decentralizing currency and like every step of the way there's scams like literally like i remember like when i first made like my first email i was getting like like spam emails from like you know like you you get them all the time like people still get them but you like it's it's obvious now what's a scam like it's easy Mm -hmm. to tell and i feel like eventually like nfts it'll get there too but like the issue is like no matter what part of the internet you want or even like in real life like there's scams out there and i just think it's so stupid that like people see it so black and white as to say like all nfts are scams when it's like there's so many people who went from like poverty to like a bunch of money because all they had did all they had to do was like do their research and get involved in the right projects Mm -hmm. not even necessarily artists but people who are investing in nfts and are like oh like new projects like some are going to be big you know like it's a whole thing so i yeah i completely agree i have like strong feelings about the nft (laughs) community because like i just i feel so bad i hate seeing people get like like such hate for something that's actually so good like potentially like so positive such a positive community i feel like (laughs) there was probably like the same people like when the first internet came out who were like oh my god the internet's a scam like don't yeah it's because like i think people inherently are afraid of things that they don't know Um, yeah and so they don't like take the time to really like do the research and be like oh hey what am i talking about they just see like this post on Instagram that's like, oh my God, NFTs are horrible for the environment, but like, don't do any research after that. (laughs) Like, 
Yeah, no, they literally see, they see, they read the BuzzFeed article title and then they stop there and it's just it's hilarious cuz like you're totally right. Like in the in the 90s there was I absolutely like Karens that were like I don't want a computer in my house. And now yeah. like here we are 30 years later. Um has it really been 30 years? Ew. 30 years later, like since the 90s, like people literally have little computers in their pockets. It's like so funny to me because it's like I straight up know that like NFTs are going to be the same thing. Like mm -hmm. it's right now, no, no one understands what it is. And in the future, like when like, you know, when we're like old and like we know what it is, the kids are going to be talking about it. And the people that thought that it was bad are going to be like, it's a scam. They're still going to be thinking it's a scam. And yeah. like the kids are going to be like getting rich off of it. There's going to be like 11, 12 year old kids like in like in like 2050 that really? are going to be like, oh, my God, I just traded my <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure the apes will be long gone by then, but they'd be like, oh, my God, just traded my ape for 30K. Uh, yeah. And then like. And then, like, the parents like, where did you get this money from my age? <laughs> to, like, take care of you when you're older and you can't work anymore. Yeah. I, yeah. It's crazy. Ugh. I love talking about NFTs. I know. could go on it's, forever. It's good. It's good. There's just so, there's so much to talk about with NFTs. Like, it's overwhelming. never have, like, a simple conversation when it comes to NFTs. Yeah. It's a lot. That's why I think it's why it makes people so mad because the potential for greatness is also really high if it is legit. But a lot of people are like too good to be true. But like what's crazy is like so before I I before I started researching NFTs, I've invested in crypto. I've been invested in crypto since 2019. And, you know, it's it's different. It's because it's not non-fungible the way an NFT is non-fungible. Like it has a value, but that's like, that's like a whole nother thing is like people think crypto is a scam too. And it's like, I find that so funny because as someone who has been invested in crypto for three years now, mm -hmm. I've made like $30,000 off of just like throwing in spare change into like literally. Bitcoin and literally, yeah. literally, 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 like wow <laughs> it's insane it's like how is that a scam no i literally like i remember like i went to like christmas so my family's like christmas thing and like my grandma was asking me about my crypto because <laughs> my mom was telling her how i made like a bunch of money this year on crypto and my grandma was asking me about it and like my cousin's fiance was like scam it's a scam and i was like oh really and i like pulled up my wallet and i have like thirty thousand us dollars in my wallet and i'm like it's a scam and he's like it's a scam you're you're gonna lose that money and i'm like, yeah lol okay. and then like they're so <laughs> salty because then they didn't jump on it because they thought it was a scam and then yeah you're like three years later with they won't admit that though. They won't admit that. No, they they won't. won't be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't a scam." They just are sitting sitting there still saying it's a scam even though like you've literally had success with it and like it's very clearly not. It's a whole mess. A yeah. whole mess. Yeah, I would say just because it's new doesn't mean that it's bad and that it's exactly. always always worth doing your own research on. Always do your own research. But Exactly. It just Don't, like, it doesn't mean you have to count it out. Seriously. There's scams, yeah. there's literally scams everywhere. I get calls still on my phone all the time. Like, oh my god. Like, 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I keep I keep getting these scam calls that are like, it's Agatha from Amscot, your loan. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. What? <laughs> no, my I get the weirdest like spam calls. Like that's the thing. Like they, they're everywhere. It's like people scamming people. It's literally not the NFTs that are bad, and it's uh, it blows my mind that people think that. There's bad people everywhere. Like <laughs> not just reserved for the NFT space. I would say the majority Ex- of people in the NFT space are good people. Exactly. Oh no, I've met like some really really amazing people in the NFT space. But that being said, we're we're coming up on an hour, so I'm going to ask you my final question and then after that we'll do some some self promo. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is like again, first and last question, same for everybody. And the last question is what advice would you give like a younger version of yourself? Like, is there anything you wish you would have avoided or done sooner? Like, if there is anything that you could go back in time and, like, tell your younger, like, little artist self to do, like, what would you tell them? Well, right now, currently, (laughs) the first thing that comes to mind is, (laughs) and this is just funny just because this only applies to the project I'm working on now, but if you haven't used an art medium before, do a little bit of research on it because I'm trying (laughs) to spray paint some of these basketballs right now. And I live in Minnesota, so it's only 30 degrees outside. So, like, obviously I'm spray painting them outside and the paint is not drying and the deadline is in, like, two days. So now I'm freaking out because I'm like, "Ah, I can't get the paint to dry. I have faith that I'll figure it out. But, yes, do research on what mediums you're using. But, like, just in general, I would say that it's important to do what makes you happy and always follow your curiosity. And do things with the right intentions. Make sure that when you're doing something, you're doing it for the right intentions because it either makes you happy or it makes you happy and it makes other people happy and it's something that you really love doing. I think as long as you're doing that, you can't go wrong. There will always be mistakes along the way, but it's all a learning process. So trusting that process and having faith in yourself is really important. That's that's some good advice. <laughs> Thank you. As for getting the paint to dry, this is maybe look like Google this before you do it, but like my brain immediately went like go to PetSmart and get one of those like heat lamps for like lizards or like a space heater and just have it like next to it but not blowing directly on it because you don't want the paint to drip, but like mm-hmm. you want it to be like warm enough for it to dry. Right. I don't know if that would work. I did did Google it and I did see like that same advice. So I think it's probably. Oh, really? Yeah. I would just worry about the basketball like shrinking a little bit because it is. Doesn't that material shrink in heat? I don't know how basketball. I've never played a basketball. I don't. (laughs) I don't know how that works, but. Yeah, uh, we'll see. (laughs) But yeah, I guess we'll find out. (laughs) All right. So that unless there's anything else you want to add go ahead and do yourself promo unless there's anything else you wanted to mention that i didn't get to i think i'll do myself promo so first i'm gonna plug the nft project i'm working on right now because we're all working very hard on it yes Um, it's alpha droids and you can find us on twitter join the discord from the twitter and then i would like to also plug my personal instagram kimmy art co and that's the same for my tiktok I think that's it. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. That's everything? Nothing else? I don't think so. I think all right. pretty much all I have to promo. I will have to go on Twitter and 
and do that because <laughs> I'm definitely intrigued. I want to see because like I have like the same like aspiration like because I don't want to do like I know a lot of artists like individually just like mint their own NFTs and try to sell it on their own. But I would like to like work on a project with lots of other people. I think that yeah. would suit me better than trying to do it all by myself. Yeah. Um, it's really fun like working on a project with other people because we're all in different time zones. Like I'm working with people in the UK and people from Australia and then like a couple other people from the States. So cool. it's fun. It's fun getting to know people all around the world and just put together a cool project. Yeah. If you ever are working on another project and they're looking for like more artists, please let me know because that is like the goal for me is to work on like a whole project with like a group of people doing yes. it on my own. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a lot more work if you're trying to do it all by yourself and do your own collections and stuff, especially with like finding utility and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do that. Most definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kimmy. It's been awesome. I love this episode. I'm so excited for it to come out. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast. I'm very excited to be here and be part of it all. Shout out to Mm -hmm. Artwise. (laughs) Thank you. This is Artwise, by the way. Speaking of Artwise, if you're listening to Artwise on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Five Stars really helps us out. We actually finally do have some merch, and that is on my website, katemerrymanart.com. So if you are interested in getting merch, check it out. If not, whatever. And as always, the Instagram is at Artwise Podcast, and we have some links in the bio in our Instagram for if you want to fill out an application to be on this podcast or if you want to join the Discord. It's like a really cute little community and lots of networking, lots of sharing of art and all kinds of other stuff. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see all of you next Tuesday. Bye everyone.